Blog Talk Radio. the country and around the world streaming live on the internet it's real estate coaching radio bringing you the latest news interviews and secrets of the top producers hosted by award-winning real estate coaches tim and julie harris welcome back this is tim and julie harris broadcasting live from austin texas and this is of course real estate coaching radio your daily dose of unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what matters most in your real estate business. And Julie and I are going to talk about what is a surprisingly controversial topic, teams. Teams, real estate teams. Oh, my gosh, Tim, how can you possibly challenge the real estate dogma, the well, I think, worn-in beliefs that one must be successful in real estate? In order for them to be successful, they must have a team. Guys, we are going to challenge that head on. We are going to do our best to cause thought within you that maybe will help you realize that some of the decisions that you've been making about your real estate business, if they've had anything to do with staffing and making teams and all the rest of it, are probably wrought with peril and you should avoid at all costs. So before we get into that, before we get into I think what is going to be a fantastic radio show today, I want to, of course, welcome Julie back. Welcome to Thank the radio you very show, much. Julie. Thanks. And Julie, you have been on free coaching calls. I have to say, this has been a really fantastic week for new mm-hmm. student enrollments, but also because I think our message is being heard because I'm noticing a lot of agents from all over, different sources, who are saying, you know what, Tim and Julie, I have been listening to what you guys have had to say for quite a while, and now that my you know business is coming back, now that I'm starting to make money again, I'm realizing more than ever a lot of the things you guys have been telling us for the past almost 10 mm-hmm. years are really, really true. So I've been having a lot of fun free coaching calls. Tell me about some of yours. Yeah, it's interesting. The one that I just was on, um, I, you know, it's, it's a nice compliment. She said her, her comment was, it's so obvious that you guys actually sold real estate. Because, and I said, well, I appreciate you saying that. We are an agent-centric coaching organization. What does that mean? Well, we have students from every different brokerage in every state, practically. We've got clients in Alaska. You had a call to South Africa this morning. So two, we're actually, agent-centric. two. Was it two? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, we had two free coaching calls from South Africa because I'm like, incredible. what, South Africa? Where, where are I all know. these extra phone numbers? Or, uh, you know, numbers I know, you know, like, numbers. there's too many numbers here. <laughs> and then I Googled so, uh, it, and I realized it was a yeah. broker in South Africa. <laughs> well, it's crazy. And so the thing is that we, I mean, we don't really care what brokerage you're with. Our job is to help you get to the next level, whatever that means for you. So we're not really tied to, you know, it drives me crazy when agents say, I work for. You don't work for. I mean, technically, yes, but you work for yourself. You work for your family. You work for your clients. So I was really complimented by the fact that she said, well, I've been listening to you for a while, and it's very clear that you guys have actually sold real estate. And I asked her to tell me more about that. She said, well, I was Googling about coaches, and I, you know, it was something that she was specifically going after. She listened to superstar interviews. She said, I want a coach who has done what I'm trying to do. So that makes well, a lot of sense. I, mean, I don't want to roll into a full-blown let's sell our coaching program no, radio I, show. I, I just mean, thought it was interesting. But, yeah, that, it, is a, but it is a fact, yeah. right? I mean, you guys, yeah, when you're exactly. – I had free coaching calls that were very similar. People hitting mm-hmm. the Google, doing the searching, you know, pulling yeah. up. Our competitors, calling our competitors, sure, it makes sense. Doing your research is smart. 
And then what do they discover when they call these other companies? They're talking to sales salespeople. Salespeople are trying to sell them into, you know, obviously their coaching programs. Their coaching programs are almost always more expensive than ours. But then the fun questions come in. So who am I going to be assigned to as uh, to be my coach? Well, you know, we don't really we determine that later. Is their typical response? Yeah. Well, what happens if I don't like my coach? Well, tough is basically the answer. Well, what happens? Does my coach has my coach ever sold real estate before? Usually not is the truth is the real answer. Well, okay, so let's say for what and this is you know these, these are the questions you guys need to be asking when interviewing us or anybody else. It's all these are all relevant, relevant, important things. So the last question that I'm hearing a lot of our uh, a lot of our new students that are uh, shopping us against our competitors call it what it is is they're asking so contracts I mean what happens Mr. you know competitor if I sign a contract a coaching contract with you and I just it's not a fit for me I mean it's you know it's not a fit for me for whatever reason I don't want to be part of your coaching program anymore and the answer universally with the exception of Tim and Julie Harris real estate coaching is doesn't matter you sign the contract you owe the full face amount. Once you sign that 12-month contract for $1,000 a month, you are on the hook for $12,000, whether you like your coach or not, whether you do a single thing that they ask you to do as part of the coaching program or not. You are on the hook for $12,000. Guys, think about That's that. We don't have contracts. Yeah, it is. We don't have contracts. We don't ask you to sign a contract for the simple reason that if we're not a fit for you, we wish you the best of luck and, you know, hope you do great in your career. Send you into we the real estate start- sunset. That's great. Fine. Yeah, exactly. No, no, good. honestly, that very, very rarely happens. Do we have somebody actually one yeah. of our Which is why we're not worried about breakthrough. it. Yeah, which is why we're not worried about it. So they must be worried that you're not going to like what you're getting. Otherwise, they wouldn't try to be roping you into a long-term contract. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? So this isn't this isn't coach competitor Sorry, radio Sorry, I show, sent you down that, that road, but... I know, but um, even though that would be a yeah. fun radio show. <laughs> it would. <laughs> we but digress. listen, today we're going to be talking yeah. about something that, which teams. frankly I'm surprised is uh, so controversial, and that is real estate teams. So what we're going to be focusing on today is we're going to be focusing on the long-held belief that you need to have a real estate team in order to be successful in the real estate business. And I have to say, a lot of this, I was not really fully aware of how controversial of a topic this was. Until mm-hmm. I did that uh, Real Estate Rockstars interview with Pat Hyben. And that interview really has spawned some great debate. What I find is really, really interesting is the people that are so defensive of the team model, agents who are so defensive of the team model, are saying things, and they I can tell they don't actually really know why they think what they think. For example, I'm hearing people say things that are straight out of the e-myth, and they have never mm-hmm. even read the e-myth. I'm hearing people say yeah. things straight out of, you know, Gary Keller's book that he wrote, you know, 20 years ago. And they don't even realize where these thoughts originally came from. So what we're going to do on this radio show is we're at least going to scratch the surface and say and do things, hopefully, that will cause you to really question whether or not having a team is the best thing for you, assuming your goal is to make a profit. So we're going to start off um, – I'm going to start off right before a commercial break. I'm going to ask you guys uh, this question. I'm going to ask you, what is your product? Now, those of you who've been with us for a while, you certainly are familiar with this question. But what is your profit? In your real estate business, what is your profit? Please, people, pay attention. Those of you listening to us live, those of you who are listening to us in replay, what is your profit? I'm sorry, what is your product? I just answered the question. Sorry. No, I hate it when I do that. I'm so excited to get to it. So a lot of you will typically answer your product is sold houses, closed transactions. A lot of you will say things 
like that. You'll say happy customers. You'll say, you know, repeat and referral business. You'll say whatever. But truthfully, because of the reason that Julie stated in the top of this radio show that you are in business for yourself, your product is profit. Your product is profit. Now, something else I want to just throw out there right away. This radio show will not resonate with you unless you can at least open your mind to the idea that your new product of your real estate business is profit. In other words, your goal, the test of whether or not you are a decent business person, the test of whether or not your business is viable, let alone thriving, is whether you're producing profit. So for the sake of today's radio show, I want you just to accept the premise that the product of your business is profit. Can everyone just at least temporarily be on that page with me so you can open your mind to some of the thoughts that we're going to share with you? And so maybe you then can have a lot of the questions answered uh, as to why maybe you do have ups and downs in your cash flow, why you haven't been able to fully fund your retirement, why you still are carrying debt, why all those things that you promised or you were told wouldn't be in your life once you started selling hundreds of houses and have a big team, why those stresses are still there. And in many cases, they're multiplied significantly, so the exact opposite has happened. You've followed the primrose path of building your team. You've got your staff. You've got your buyer agents. You've got your marketing. You've got your branding. You've done all that, and yet financially, you're really not that better off than you were before you built this whole team. Where did you go wrong? Well, what you're going to learn after the commercial break is that you didn't go wrong. You did everything right. Congratulations. You have succeeded, but you've succeeded at building what is and always will be an unprofitable business model. So we're going to pick up right where we're leaving off in about two minutes. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach. A proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best not someone who is simply assigned to you, or even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online? 
at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. So welcome back. Again, this is uh, Tim and Julie Harris with Real Estate Coaching Radio, your daily dose of unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what matters most in your real estate business. Today's radio show, again, is really all about questioning, really challenging all of you to think about whether or not teams really do make sense, let alone mega teams in the real estate business. This radio show is a conversation starter that hopefully you'll pick up with yourself after this call, maybe other realtors, and those of you who are (laughs) brave enough Request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So again, we're operating today off today's radio show with the understanding that you're at least opening your mind to the concept that your true product in your real estate practice is profit. Now, I want to point some couple things out that really I think a lot of you maybe forget about. Real estate practices, your real estate business really is not sellable. Nobody is ever going to buy it. Um, you can be mad about me saying that or you can just accept it. People have been trying to sell real estate practices forever. Real estate practices are not worth any more than a medical practice is worth. It's about your relationships with your clients. And at the end of the day, those go with you if you are no longer involved in the business. So if you've been led to believe that you have to have a team in order to form a business, in order to have a sellable, valuable asset, it's just not true. That idea has been around for decades now. And there's been so few real estate practices that have been sold and, frankly, where the uh, former rainmaker or owner has actually gotten paid any decent amount of money for it, that we have to operate on the assumption that they have no value beyond the value that you derive from your own real estate practice in the form of, here's the word, profits that you pull intentionally out of every real estate transaction. So, again, this is a conversation starter, and I'm throwing some thoughts out there that will make some of you mad. I get that. And if you want to discuss this one-on-one, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So I want to tell you guys about a recent free coaching call that I did, and I know Julie's had similar free coaching calls as well. And here was basically the premise of, of the coaching call. This was somebody that during the boom, and there was a lot of you that were in this position, that were making lots and lots of money, more than maybe you've made in um, the last few years combined. Some of you had peak years where you were earning hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, this guy had a team where he earned $1.25 million. Okay, good number, right? No doubt. Yeah, So here's, Impressive. I'll just cut to it. Yeah, it's good, right, Julie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in his marketplace, Definitely. earning $1.25 million, he obviously was, you know, the top dog. Everybody thought he walked on water. He was the real estate god in his market. He was, everywhere he went, looked upon with incredible esteem. His real estate brand decided he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, They started hoisting him on stage, asking him to speak on panels. He even told me he had realtors asking for him to be their coach. So all this started to happen because he it took him, he said, about four years to build a real estate team where his previous 
top year income was about 350. He said like 335. And then he, you know, someone said build a real estate team. So he started building his team. He did it in like three or four years. He was making over a million dollars. Everybody thought he had made it. But here's what he told. Here's what he told me on this free coaching call. He said he always felt like he was a faker. And I hmm. thought, by the way, this was obviously a very – I loved this free coaching call because he had come to all this realization himself. But I asked mm-hmm. him why. Did he feel like a faker? He said because the years that he had you know, earned right around a million dollars, his team, of course, we're not talking about him individually, that his app or his before taxes – I'm running – I wrote all this down, so I want to make sure I get the facts right. His before taxes profit from earning over a million dollars as a group – Ready for it? Was right around two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. That's Ouch. what he told me. Now that, yeah, well, wow, okay. That is a go. lot of money flowing in and out. <laughs> That's a lot of transactions flowing in and out. Oh mm-hmm. no, Tim, what are you talking about? But he had a team doing all the transactions. He had buyer agents. He had people going on his listing presentations. He had, he had, he had. All be that true? That some of those things are true. But we're going to really confront, and that's the word, really. What happens when you add staff? Does it truly buy you more time? Aside from maybe a couple assistants, it doesn't. But we're going to talk about that in a second. So he told me, again, I was really impressed with this guy because he was being very introspective, that he always felt like a faker. He'd say he'd be on stage and everyone would be throwing rose petals at his feet. I'm exaggerating, of course, but you get the idea. Because here he was having sold... Bill, I bet you maybe in some real estate conferences they do do that. It could be. I don't know. (laughs) He had all these big, shiny awards. Everyone wanted to have their picture taken with him. You guys get the idea. Some of you, as I'm kind of rattling off all the, I'd say, outside uh, recognition this guy got, you know, all these other people were giving him pats on the back and saying he was the greatest thing. Some of you, that is your desire. Some of you have no intention of building a profitable business. You just want to feel and be seen as successful. And if that's your goal, good luck. You'll probably make it. You'll probably be seen as successful, but you'll probably be on stage one day, just like he was, his name's Tom, by the way, and realize that you are a faker because you won't have anything to show for it. So here's where this free coaching call went. He said that he had earned slightly more net income when his gross commission income, follow me on this, guys, was around 335 to 340 He didn't remember exactly. So back when it was just him and really what worked out to be an assistant and a half, he was actually making about the same, if not slightly more, net before tax income than he had when he had this big team. So what he realized was, the big team whole ethos, the big team dogma, the big team you have to build a big mega team in order to make actual mega profits, in order to earn lots of money. No, that's not true. It is a lie. It just is. Don't fight with me on it. Do your own homework on it. It just is. The math is not there. It doesn't make sense. And so he went on to say, and he and I were having this conversation as a result of the uh, radio, sh- uh, the interview I did with uh, Real Estate Rockstars. I, you know, he said, and Tim, what you said about the concept that you have more free time when you have a team is also a myth. Now, he was saying a myth, but I call it a lie because I think it is a lie. It's a lie because the people who are still perpetuating this know it's a lie. They know it's not true. And so for them to keep saying it, they are lying. It's not a myth. So there it is. 
So I asked him what he meant by that, again, thinking that maybe this guy was going to, you know, basically reading from our script, and indeed he was. Because then he went off to tell me, well, sure, I wasn't working directly with the buyers and sellers anymore, but what was I doing? I was having to manage my managers. I was having to train. I was having to hire or fire. I was having to worry about getting the bills paid. I was having to problem solve. I was having to do all these other types of things. And I asked him, Tom, why did you get in the real estate business? To work directly with people to sell houses, to build a profit so I can buy investment properties, so that one day the investment properties will be paid off and so I can retire comfortably. I said, so why did you form a team? And he told me it's because he believed from listening to all the lies that he had to in order to accomplish his originally stated goal. So this guy, Julie, had been up Mm -hmm. the mountain and back down Mm -hmm. the mountain, and he had learned the truth the hard way. Interesting, wasn't it? Well, nothing better than experience, right? Well, but, you know, a smart man learns from Actually, his mistakes. Actually, there is. Brilliant... <laughs> yeah. yeah. A smart man learns from his mistakes. A brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others, right? Yeah. Well, you know what I always think about, because people go very quickly to the whole hire a buyer agent thing. I like to ask them, you know, why did you do it? Well, so I don't have to work with buyers anymore. Well, what's more stressful to you, worrying about whether your buyer agents have the ability to work with negotiate and close what you've delegated at, by the way, in most cases, half the commission, or just going out and doing a great job with that buyer and putting them in contract yourself. Which is more stressful to you? Well, but the buyers aside, because one of the things, like a lot of you, here's basically the bottom line. Learn how to be a killer listing agent. Learn how to have lots and lots of listings, and then you can leverage your time easily because your staff can handle the details. Yes, I said staff. We would train you and coach you to have probably, assuming that you were doing business consistently, probably two assistants. Tim, what about buyer sides? While you were building your business, and assuming you wanted to, we would want you to work your buyers or your sellers that were staying locally, obviously, that were purchasing another house. You would keep those buyers yourself, and you obviously would sell them the house yourself. You would not refer those buyer leads off to another agent. Now, what happens if you have so many listings and you know all these people have houses to sell? Then what you do is you align yourself with other agents in your marketplace. These agents who have you know basically positioned themselves as being buyer agents who have no interest in doing anything else other than working on buyer sides, and you would have an arrangement with them where they would pay you 35, and I would say even Julie, you have I mean it's 40 percent is not unheard of for not unusual anymore, Mm-mm. right? Yeah. So 35 to 40 percent referral fee. Any buyer agent's going to happily pay it because they're paying it now. In exchange for that, you you know they'll go out and work the buyer. But the caveat is with this with any referrals you send to that buyer agent, they still have to be closed internally. So your staff, your administrative assistant, after that buyer agent put that deal in contract, would be closing the transaction. Why? Because the first contact and the last contact that that client has would be with your business. So you would retain that agent, or I'm sorry, you would retain that buyer as uh, your client. Now, why would you want to do that opposed to having a buyer agent? Because if we're being honest, very rarely will an agent who's any good at working with buyers want to work for you. They'll just work on their own. If we're being extra honest, if if you do happen to get one that's good, they're going to quit and do stuff on their own. You know it's true because that's the reason you're spending so much time trying to find the right team members. That's the reason mm-hmm. you're spending so much time trying to hire, train, fire. All the Plus, rest your of that buyer stuff. agents on your team always know that you've got an endless pipeline of buyer leads. When you send them to individual agents and follow up and hold them accountable, 
you don't have that same sense of entitlement and those buyer agents are not bouncing back to you, oh, you know, the leads aren't that good, which encourages you guys to spend more money buying buyer leads to give up half of it anyway. I mean, it's just well, the spiral of downward net income. Yeah, I mean, what Julie's saying is true. You guys, a lot of you who have buyer agents, you're buying leads from Zillow, Trulia, Boomtown, and God knows who else because your buyer agents don't know how to self-generate. So you're spending all this money. I have such empathy for you, but you're spending all this money to generate buyer leads for these agents who are, you're convinced that somehow you're going to make a profit from them. Why do you believe that's true? Because somebody else told you it was. Well, now somebody else with probably a heck of a lot more experience than anyone you've come across with regards to this specific topic is telling you the exact opposite. Refer those buyer leads out. Don't form a buyer team because then you get caught in the downward spiral you know, circling the toilet bowl of having to manage, train, hire, fire, and then provide buyer leads. You're running an adult daycare business as soon as you start building a buyer agent staff. For most of you, it's an epic mistake. I want you listing houses. I want you doing the things that are going to get you paid so you never lose focus on what your product is. And what is it? Everyone, hopefully, at least now, you're maybe partially willing to admit it, has to be profit. Julie, what comes to mind as we are going through this uh, radio show today? Uh, I think it's causing – I hope it's causing them to think about the path that they've put themselves on. Typical free coaching call is, you know, they come back from something encouraging them, that you got to build your team, got to build your team. And, you know, there are some very clear questions to ask yourself about that. Two things happen. One is I've got to build the team. I've got to hire the right people. And I always ask them, you know, do you have the income to not just sustain yourself – but to also pay, even if it's just one assistant, not just when you're busy, but every single month. They want paid every week or biweekly, whether you have closings or lots of closings or not. You know, And that usually causes them to think, hmm, well, I've got to really have that in my budget. And my thought is this. If you still have debt to pay off yourself, if you don't have super ultra consistent income yourself, why are you taking on another mouth to feed? Why did you start your real estate practice? Why did you get into real estate? Why did you actually, do you remember, can you reconnect that just for a very second? It's probably because you wanted to control your own destiny. You wanted to build wealth. You wanted to pay off debt. You wanted to have finally, if you actually really thought about it, what you truly are trying to pursue is you wanted to finally feel free. Isn't that really the essence of what really motivates you deep, deep, deep down to feel free to feel free from debt, to feel free from social pressures, to feel free from having to talk with and do things that you don't want to do. <laughs> you know what? That is one of the best benefits, the number one benefits of having money is you can choose who to spend your time with opposed to having to deal with what you have basically available to you. The reality of it is, guys, is that sense of freedom is what I want all of you to have, what all of you should have. As a business owner, especially in this really amazing industry, you have the potential of creating that. You just got to reconnect with or at least acknowledge the fact that with profit being what you have left over after all the bills are paid, you're never going to be financially free. Redefine how you run your business. At the very top, at the very beginning, every time you even take an ascent, you must be peeling off 10%, 20%, 30%. Request a free coaching call. We'll tell you how to set the systems up. 
And then, yeah, you're going to be paying off all your debt. You're going to be setting aside money. You're going to have financial reserves or what we call stakes in the freezer. You're going to pay your house off. Move away from the idea that there's good debt versus bad debt. No, all debt sucks. Full stop. Oh, (laughs) hold on, Tim. Seriously, I'm so sick of people telling me that. Oh, Oh, don't you want to leverage leverage yourself out your eyeballs? Isn't that good debt? Exactly. No, hold on, Tim. You don't know what you're saying. If I have a tenant that's paying a mortgage for me or five tenants that are paying mortgages for me, that's good debt. No, it's not, because what happens if all of a sudden half of those things go vacant at the same time you're having a crappy month and you don't have the cash reserves? Oh, I know what happens. You lose them to foreclosure. You screw up your life financially, and then you can't get off that, you know, essentially that financial death spiral. It's time for you guys to wake up and really realize that a lot of the things that you're being told are not true And I am going to be really pissing people off to say this, but it is also true. The people that are continuously perpetuating the lies know that they are not doing you any good in most cases because they see that you guys are not building wealth. If you've been in this business for 10 years and you have debt, if you've been in this business for five years and you don't have savings, guys, you're doing something wrong. It's too easy to make money in this business, and it's way too easy to lose it all. So if you need free coaching calls, if you're honestly ready to have your eyes open to unfiltered, full-strength honesty, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. It would be absolutely our pleasure to help you in any way that we can. Have a fantastic weekend. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.